millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. The Opinion Line. Corks 96 FM. You weren't always a fit and healthy fella that ran marathons. Yeah, um, I suppose, well... I, for for my early twenties and my, my my teens and my early twenties, I was a mad sportsman. I was very very into to Muay Thai, to Thai boxing, nice. and um, I Thai boxed with uh, Siam Warriors here in Cork for years, and it completely took over my life. I was incredibly obsessed with it, mm. and I spent years just basically training and looking after my diet, looking after um, the way I I lived my life. I didn't drink, I didn't smoke, I didn't do any of those things, and. Um, when Thai boxing was kind of taken away from me, it was cut short. I had a huge loss. I fought for an Irish title. How did that happen? How was it taken away from you? Um, it was taken away from me for, for, for two reasons. Um, one, I, 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 I fought up the ranks um, to fight for an Irish title. Um, and we, I ended up having a war of a fight on the night. And in the last minute of the last round of the fight, I was brutally knocked unconscious. And um, it, it had a very, very detrimental effect on me, both emotionally and physically. Right. And um, after that, um, sometime after that, I actually decided to have a brain scan. And I, I was informed later on then, uh, a few years down the line, that I actually had a benign cyst in my brain. Wow. And that uh, basically wouldn't be advised. That and I was that connected again. to the knockout? Uh, they can't tell for sure, um, but it, they, it, and they basically said to me, and the doctor said to me that um, it's it's perfectly fine. Um, you know, it won't affect my life day to day, but that it would be definitely not re- recommended to get punched in the head anymore. And losing this thing that you had loved so much and meant so much to you, yeah, that that um, had a had a serious effect on me um, because. Up until then, my whole life was Thai boxing and my whole identity was as Connor the Thai boxer. And from there, um, it was kind of stripped away from me. And after afterwards, I actually just, um, I, I, I completely changed up my lifestyle. I started drinking and going out and smoking and, and chasing women and doing these things that um, really didn't, um, really didn't, Gel well with my personality. Were you angry inside? Were you were you railing against something? What was driving you to that? Um, I just didn't really actually care about my life anymore. 
and to tell you the truth, um, it was kind of my, my life was on this roller coaster of ups and downs, and I couldn't really get it to stop. And for it to just be in a place where I could just be, where I could just be calmer. And what age were you? Anymore. Uh, I was in my early 20s, 22, 23, um, and, and it kind of, it, it, it followed from there. And had any, had you anybody around you to say, Connor, what's happening here? Um, I don't think anybody would have even known, to be honest with you, PJ, because I'd have put on this front of this bubbly, laughy character, um, centre of, you know, centre of everything, centre of all the crack. The only people that really kind of knew anything uh, about my struggles would have been my parents. Um, I've I've always had a very open relationship with them in terms of uh, we could you know anything could be raised over the dinner table um, yeah. and they were probably the only people that really knew the depths of it. But when a sportsman goes rapidly out of shape, which you would have done, um, yeah, his friends will say, "What well, are you all right? Like what's happened? Did anyone say to you, are you all right?" Um, yeah, there, there was one or two times where um, no, since I've actually come out of it. Um, I actually, after I I, um, I finished up play boxing, I actually ended up moving over to Canada yeah. uh, with a, with a good friend of mine, a really good buddy of mine, and um, I was just running away from my life here in Ireland. Um, but when I got over there, it got worse. Um, I, I I was drinking more. I was smoking a lot of weed. It's it's, it's legal over there to smoke weed. It was I, I was um, not living a life conducive to a man that wanted to change his mm-hmm. life. Um, and my, my buddy said to me that it was very, very difficult to be my friend back then. And, and, and tell me something. You know. Did you know inside, did you know that there was something wrong? Yes, I, I, I definitely did. I always knew, to be honest with you, I, I always knew that I, had, that I had something in me. I didn't know what it was, but I knew there was something in me that could that could achieve something great that could pull me through really really tough situations I, I even when I was 17 years old I, I, uh, I climbed Mount Kilimanjaro um, I was about 300 metres from the top and I had incredibly bad altitude sickness I was getting sick blood um, I was incredibly nauseous migraines and I was told by our tour guide who was actually a, a former Royal Marines commando um, Connor, if you don't start putting one foot in front of the other and taking you off this mountain your claim is done and I just got up. My hands were frozen solid, and I got up and started putting one foot in front of the other and actually got to the top of Uhuru Peak. So I had that kind of doggedness in me that, that I knew that I could achieve something yes. from that age. And that was always eating away at me. Because yes. I wasn't and, living and the life that... You were, you were out of control. I mean, reading, reading an article about you in, in The Echo about how you just literally fell to pieces. I, just, I, I'm reading reading a line here I'd drink to get smashed if I went for a pint I'd go for the day I skipped lectures I stayed in the bar I drank I smoked I chased women I was sleeping in eating SHIT putting on weight bloated I lost all interest in myself I was depressed and having suicidal thoughts my parents had a son they didn't know and yet deep down that little voice was saying this isn't right this isn't right yeah for sure, for sure. Um, at that point in time, uh, when I was talking about that time, I had lost that Irish title fight. I had a girlfriend that I had for five years. That end, uh, relationship ended. I actually broke my arm as well really badly at that time. How did you do um, that? Which, uh, I actually broke it in an arm wrestling uh, uh, match on New Year's Eve um, inside in a bar. and uh, Full of drinkers, was we? Oh, yeah, absolutely, full up. And, like, I'd just been high-stooling it for the last couple of months up until that time. And I, I was just sitting at home, eating crap, watching crap TV, 
and lost complete interest in getting a law degree. I was studying law at the time. I was in my final year. Completely lost all interest in getting my degree. Completely lost all interest in socialising with people and in, in going outside even. Um, and that was a real law for me. And I, I had to, I had, one day I just literally, I looked over at my mother. She was in the kitchen. I said, I'm going to go back to college. I had been out of college for about two and a half months at that time. And I, I just went, I went back. And again, the doggedness that got me to the top of Kilimanjaro came back. I was putting in 14-hour days into study. And I didn't know where this was coming from. But I was, uh, I was adamant that I was going to not only graduate, but I was going to get a, a good honours degree. And that was, that was what was on my mind. Yeah. yeah, you were all over the place. Yeah, it was completely up and down, completely up. And down. I had no control of whether Connor, the guy who was studying fourteen hours a day, or Connor, the guy who was watching crap TV and eating crap, would show up. You know, it was. It, it, I had no control. You literally over didn't that. know from day to day what way you were going to be. Yeah, absolutely. It was definitely, definitely a take it day by day. That's a hard life. Yeah. yeah. What propelled you back to Thailand? Uh, oh yeah, um, absolute. I, I just I wanted to to go back to a time in my life where I had some semblance of control, and it was desperation. Really, it was it was a last ditch effort yeah. to get a hold of this life that was yeah. of, of ups and downs. So, and this was again. I'm jumping out of sequence a little. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. No you worries. were in Canada when they made this decision. Yes, I no. was in Canada. What um, brought you to that decision? I I was in Canada and I was trying to basically reinvent myself but everywhere I turned uh, people were like oh yeah Connor's a Thai boxer and Connor is Thai boxing and we, we even met a group of um, lads from Dublin that were sound lads over there and all they wanted to know was about my fight they wanted to see videos of fights and they wanted to you know talk about the fighting they were all, it, it is a quite an interesting sport and I just felt like I fell back into this idea of Connor the Thai boxer and it seemed like you know I was looking at it through rose tinted glasses so I said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to book myself on a flight to Thailand. I'm going to move over to Thailand, and I'm going to I'm going to train. I'm going to fight again, and I'm going to reignite the the Thai boxing flame inside me, and that was going to solve all my problems, which it obviously didn't. It didn't, yeah. The discipline of 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 any kind of a sport like that was is that what you were craving to try to reorder yourself, or what was it? Yeah, I, I, I was probably craving the whole lifestyle, the whole lifestyle, I suppose. It was also um, the respect, the admiration that you would get from people within the Thai boxing community. I would like the regimental um, a- aspect of it, the, the discipline, the training, the fighting, the eating well, everything that fell into place around it. I, was actually, I actually really, really liked that. I really enjoyed it. Um, my father was a soldier for 40 years. Maybe he had a, you know, uh, uh, an effect on me uh, in terms of um, a, a regimented lifestyle. And, um, yeah, I was just chasing that again. I was chasing a time in my life where I felt like I was in control. And that didn't work out either because you eventually did get a fight. And that yes. went skewed. That, that went sideways. Yeah, I had two fights over there. My first fight, I actually ended up um, winning by TKO. And then um, I got a second and um, at that time, I was really thinking about, I actually, um, the, the news about my, my uh, sorry, my, uh, we have a, a Labrador here that we're training for office assistance in Ireland, and he just got a cone off of his head today from getting the snip, and he's after knocking over a lamp. Um, <laughs> sorry. Uh, um, We've all been yeah. there. No worries at all. And uh, yeah, I, I, I got into the second fight anyway, um, with the kind of, uh, with this, in the back of my head, uh, pardon the pun, that I had this fist 
in my brain and it really didn't sit well with me. I remember being in the stadium on the night and um, this tiny um, promoter from the stadium, I'd say he was only about five foot tall, came up to me and said, your fighter, no, no come, your fighter, no come, your fighter late, no fight. And I, 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 I was just after being told that I had no fight after training for months and I felt the last thing that a fighter should feel at that time, relief. I was relieved. And then 15 seconds later, my fighter walks in. He's six foot eight and outweighs me by about 15 kilos because that's how they do it in Thailand. It's like, you look the same size as yeah. you. You're going to fight this guy. And then I ended up getting in fighting for the first round, probably winning the first round. And the second round, I took a knee to the, to the stomach that probably, you know, it took the wind out of me, but I probably could have taken. And I ended up staying down because all I could think about was I didn't want to be that Irish guy who got his brain splattered all over uh, some ring in Thailand. Yeah. And um, I ended up then, after that, I ended up beating myself up for that decision for a year and a half plus after well, that. You were, well, you, you were beating yourself up for being so stupid as to try to get in the ring or what? No, I was I was beating myself up for quitting, for quitting, for quitting, for, for yeah, for for taking that knee in the for 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 taking a knee and and, and staying sure down. This this count. this thing, this guy would have broken you into small pieces eventually. Yeah, yeah, it was it was like looking back at it retrospectively, like throughout my time in training for ultra, I've had time to think about this and I've had time to process all of these things that have happened to me, and you know. I actually allowed myself to show myself some compassion um, and I, I definitely look at it in a different way now but at that time I was hurting so much I really couldn't mm. tell you know I really couldn't tell the real motives behind it all I could see was I was meant to be this tough guy yeah. and that I was game to fight anybody and that, that was very true of me at the time uh, you know at the time when I was Thai boxing in Ireland anybody that if I, want, if I was set up to fight anybody I'd take the fight and Going from that guy to the guy who takes a knee in um, in in a fight, it was just too much for me to take at the time. Yeah. Too much for but me. But those fellas, their knees are the size of our heads, lad. You know what I mean? What? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So then, that drove you back to the fags and the booze and the burgers. And yeah, I, I came back to Ireland um, and I fell back into the old job that I had um, selling cars, um, and I was earning an awful lot of money. And at that time, if I was earning an awful lot of money, I had an awful lot of money to spend on going out and drinking and smoking and buying things that didn't mean anything to me. And um, it kind of just, again, just spoiled me back into the same place that I was in before I even left for Canada. You were you were in dire trouble. What was the turning yeah. point? Um, the turning point was um, at the end of 2018 is when I kind of really discovered Ultra. I had run my first ever marathon in Cork City, Cork City Marathon on the 3rd of June. Um, now, what, what started that? What, what began that? Come, come right back to that, the running the... Oh. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. 
So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Yeah, uh, well, at the beginning of 2018, I was sitting on the edge of my bed. I was completely hungover and dry mouth, stinking of cigarettes, Guinness stains on my shirt. I was and I, in a situation where many of us find us uh, on, on New Year's Day, just dying with a hangover and filled with this idea that this year is going to be different and I'm going to change everything this year. And um, I, I, I was, you know, shooting out all the the usual things. Oh, I'm going to do dry January and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. Did, did you hate yourself at that moment, Connor? Did I hate myself? Mm. Uh, yeah. How did you feel about here. yourself when you looked in the mirror that morning and saw? Um, I kind of just felt like that I didn't really want to be there anymore. Um, to be honest, I didn't really, you know, it wasn't a thing where I was actively, at that time, actively thinking about taking my own life. But if I didn't wake up that morning, it wouldn't have, it wouldn't have, you know, it, mm. it, it would have been just as good. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so so at that time I really was searching for how I was going to change my life and, and that's where the, the big change was it was the questions that I was asking myself um, I was asking myself all the time every year that I woke up with this new year new me kind of attitude um, I would I would be asking myself how how am I going to get out of here You know, how am I going to get my life back on track and basically I was asking the world to solve my problems for me yeah. and I was looking for motivation I was searching for motivation in other places and, and not for myself but I, I, I decided that I would, you know, try and get back into sport. And in marathon running, not many people try to punch you in the head. So I said to myself, I'll go run a marathon. And um, I signed up for, for Cork City Marathon. Um, and I actually ended up doing the marathon and, and finishing it. And I ended up meeting my dad at the finish line, having a big hug and uh, shedding a few tears. And the very next day, I woke up with a hangover and the achievement of everything was completely gone. I felt hollow. I felt like this thing that was meant to fix me and was meant to get me back on track was gone. And I, I, I was back to square one. And that's where I found then afterwards, I found ultra endurance. I found something that was beyond a, a marathon. I, I came yeah. across a chap called David Goggins on Instagram. He's, yeah. a, he's, a, he's a very inspirational character. I've seen some of his stuff, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's, yeah he's a real he's, motivator. Yes, he's, he's an incredibly tough guy. And I really, I actually kind of um, got, got, got very much attached to his honesty. His honesty about his life and the honesty about the times when he didn't give a crap about his life and he didn't uh, do things he was meant to do and he took the path of least resistance and he took the easy way out. And I was thinking about, you know, my times in my life when I've taken the easy way out, when I didn't go to college and when I didn't get up from, from the shot in the ring. And I was thinking about that and I, I re- it really resonated with me. And... I decided then, uh, I was sitting down in the Elm Tree out in Glontown having a bit of lunch and I was there with my buddy Mark and I said, Mark, check there if there's a 100 mile race there in Ireland. And we found the Connemara 100 with seven weeks training. We went up to, to Connemara to run this 100 mile race. What did, what did Mark say to you? He said, you off your game or Mark, what? He, he, had, he had been filled with the, like David Goggenitis as well. So he was, after watching all the Joe Rogan podcasts with David Goggins and all the videos, and he was up for it as well. And he was pumped. And I knew, I knew Mark from our Thai boxing days. And um, he, both of us would have been, would have 
been the kind of type of guys to push each other in training an awful lot. So I knew that he would be the perfect guy to, to come up and do this race with me. Mark hadn't even ran a marathon. And he was going to go up here with me as well. And we were going to, we were going to try and run this 100-mile race. This is Cork's Gold Imro Award-winning talk show. The Opinion Line with PJ Coogan. Text or WhatsApp now. 083-396-9696. On Cork's 96FM. So Conor O'Keefe at this point has made the decision with his buddy Mark um, influenced by this guy Dave Goggins on Instagram to go and enter the Connemara 100. Did you finish it? Um, yeah, I actually did. Um, I ended up finishing it in 28 hours. You get 30 hours is the is the time cut off. Right. Um, I don't know how we actually did it to be honest with you PJ. Um, after about 55 miles my body had just completely given up on me. And it was actually just sheer stubbornness that got me the 45 miles um, to, to bring it home for the 100. Mm. You, I'd say you practically crawled over the line, did you? Oh, yeah. No, I, there was an awful lot of walking in the second half, um, for sure. My knee just looked like a grape. It was just destroyed. It was huge. And you, could, you couldn't even tell that it was a knee at, at the end of it. But when you got uh, over that line, the feeling? Yes. Yeah, um, I I had this like sense of elation for about fifteen minutes. Again, uh, rang my parents, rang my dad, and bawling, crying down the phone, saying, "Oh, I'm just I'm just finished the hundred mile race." And about fifteen minutes later, I was actually passed out from the pain. It was it was that um, that 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 painful. Mm. Um, and then after I again, when I woke up afterwards, I had the same feeling that I had with the marathon. I had this you know, this huge achievement. And then I just felt so hollow afterwards because nice. what I was kind of doing all the time was I was putting the effort into the running, but I was never putting in the effort into the kind of, I suppose, the underlying issues yeah. that, that actually Cause, caused Yeah, because at this stage, I'm starting to ask myself the question, listening to you telling your story. There was something about it that the, the highest elation that you got from any kind of sporting effort, the following day, there was this emptiness, yeah. you, and you needed to find out what was causing that. Did you get to the bottom yeah. of it? Yeah, I, 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 I did. Um, well, from, from the 11th of August when I finished that 100 miler to the 31st of December, I only ran one time. So, right. like, I completely lost all interest in running. And, and then did you go back on the booze? I, oh, yeah, completely and utterly. One of the heaviest times of my life, actually, was the, was the latter end of 2018. Um, I had my brother's stag, my brother's wedding, we had Christmas, I had everything, and it was... It was just a melting pot of, of just drinking and, and boozing the whole time. And um, after that, I actually again met up with Mark in the new year. And this day, there was, I, was at, I was in the same kind of boat that I was in at the start of 2018, sitting at the edge of my bed, the 1st of January 2019. I was just asking myself, why? I wasn't asking myself how anymore. I was asking myself, why did I want to keep going? Why did I want to continue? And why did I want to change my life? And that was kind of the big changer for me because that was a time when I was actually asking myself the question. I and was then, asking a question that I, I, only I could answer, you know. And then, was it, am I reading right here, that it was during a 200-mile race yes, that you began to find what was causing this? Yeah, it was, it was when I, I actually met up with Mark about two days into the new year. He said, oh, I'm after signing up for a 200-mile race. I said, I'll do it with you there. And we had four months to train. Now, this race in particular hadn't had a finisher since 2016 and only had one person to ever finish it in under the 60-hour time limit. And we, we had four months to train. I thought back to the 100-mile race. I said, four months is enough time in a body to run 200 miles. 
but it's probably just enough time to train a mind to run 200 miles. And that's what I started doing. I started going out in early morning runs and, and really breaking myself down physically. And that's when I really got the breakthrough about everything to do with my life. And I started thinking back over all these times, thinking back over my teenage years, my times Thai boxing, my times in Thailand. I started thinking about them in a different way yeah. and through a different lens. And, and that's what allowed me to move forward, forgive myself for things. And so you sussed out the problem. Do you want to share with me what it was or is that private? Um... The, the the issue for me was I had I was trying to I was trying to you know again to get the world to to solve my problems for me I thought oh marathons and hundred mile races and all of these things but I never actually asked Connor what was wrong with him they were I never gave him the voice to, to 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 tell me what was actually up and I never worked on the issues that were causing me to seek these things out in the first place. And when I actually finally got down to it and I realized my why and the why I wanted to continue, the why that I wanted to continue was I wanted to see what could happen if the Connor that I know was in there could stay around for a long time. What could he do? What could he achieve? And I actually ended up winning that 200-mile race. I, I was the only finisher that year, and I, I, I was the second-ever person to finish in under 60 hours. And I did it with four months training. Now, like... There was there was a lot of that going in going into that where I knew that it wasn't mm. going to be a test of physicality. It was never going to be a test of physicality because all these other guys that were lining up on the start line had run multiple multiple ultra marathons. Yeah. I only had one ultra marathon, half of which I walked. And you so probably know where my next question is. The following okay. morning, when you sat on the end of your bed, body knackered from the effort, yes. was the dark hole there? No, I was thinking, what's next? Wow. What is what's next? What what else am I capable of? What you know that that pushed me to my limits. I have a new set of limits now, so I have to cross that boundary even further. I have to go even further than that. And I I really wanted to share what I was after discovering with people. I really wanted to share that I was after discovering this new life, this new way of life, but this new way of thinking. Yeah. This new way of thinking now, about a cynic might say, A cynic up. might say, Connor, that that's almost, and I say this from a very careful place, that's yeah. almost an addiction. It's, it, it, it is and it is not. Uh, like, I, I was very, very careful I, I, through the way that I talk to myself to not make this my identity, to not make this who I am, to not make this the, the reason why I get up in the morning and, and to to, to take over my life like Thai boxing had. For me, I'm going to I'm doing this because I am capable of doing it. I'm an ultra marathon runner, PJ. But what I'm most grateful for is I wake up in the morning and I'm able to put my weight under my own two feet and I'm able to walk around and I'm able to do these things, the simplest of things in life that people take for granted. And so I feel like it's almost like a responsibility more than a, more than an addiction. It's almost a responsibility of mine that I have this ability. I have, the, I have this ability to put my mind into places where other people can't. And I want to show people what is capable, what, what, what's actually possible when you come through the, the, uh, a dark period. When you come through from the dark side over into the light, getting all Star Wars on us now. But if you, if you do get through that dark period of time, it, there is a beautiful, beautiful life at the other side of it. And... I'm just grateful and lucky that I get to wake up every day and live the life that I have right now. That's a big change from how you used to wake up. Uh, it's, you, sure. it's, this has been a remarkable 
conversation, Connor. And yeah. I, I could stay with you for the rest of the morning, but there are other things to do. Tell me again about the uh, about the, the 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 what starts on April the first, and I promise we will talk again. Yes, for sure. And um, after that, two hundred miler, I thought, what next? And what I really wanted to do is, I wanted to share the light that I had had in my life with other people. So I wanted to share it with everybody in Ireland. So I said, we'll do something in, t- in all 32 counties. And I also wanted something that was symbolic and that would bring us all together. Anybody that was feeling bad, was feeling in the darkness, was feeling bad about themselves, they could see themselves in me. So I wanted to put that weight back on my shoulders, the weight that I had felt for so many years back on my shoulders. And that's where the 32 pounds came from. And the lightening of the load is also symbolic because I wanted people to know that I am going to lighten my load again. And I'm going to hopefully lighten everybody else's load that comes through and passes through my life and the lives that I touch in this feat. And so on the 1st of April, I'll start 32 marathons, 32 days, in 32 counties of Ireland with 32 pounds down to one and I'll finish on the 2nd of May in Cork and I'll throw off the last pound there. Well, I would love to catch up with you not not just once but several times during yeah. that. Paddy says, good morning PJ, listening to this gentleman talking about his troubles is good to know I'm not the only one out there struggling with it. Can you pass on a message on him to check out Coach Craig Kenneth on YouTube tell him I said thank you for talking. Morris, it would be excellent if some big company sponsored Connor. But he also agreed to give, and they also agreed to give inspirational talks to young people in schools or youth clubs. They listen to someone like him. Connor's friend rang to say he will definitely be able to do this because his grandmother passed away last week, and she'll be with him all the way. My condolences, Connor, on that. Uh, WhatsApp, fascinating interview. Such an open, honest man. Best of luck with everything. The world needs people like you, says Anne Marie. And Finn, get someone to sign this guy up to get in at grassroots like the schools. An inspiration, if that's the word, but certainly someone uh, that we need to hear more of and need with, and has great hindsight. Connor, it's been a surprisingly long conversation, <laughs> but a remarkably pleasurable one. I wish you so much luck, and I really, really do want to talk to you again. Thank you so much, PJ. I'd love to talk to you again. Take care. That's Connor O'Keefe. What an incredible fella. Corks 96 FM. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.